Welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today is my co-host, Mark Salcedo. I think somebody's <laughs> pulled up on a motorcycle right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. This is my host. <laughs> I thought it was like the recorder, like, what the fuck is that noise? <laughs> Mark Salcedo. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Yeah, I, I just rolled in my motorcycle right now. <laughs> Mark Salcedo. <laughs> All right, whatever. Um, so, we have... <laughs> Did you forget what we're doing? <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Sorry, first of all. The sound distracted me. Well, then also, uh, the first bullet point in our docket says the usual. First, it always says that. Yeah. Today, it's confusing me. Like, <laughs> What's the usual? <laughs> exactly. Like, am I supposed to say something there? <laughs> like, maybe we should just get rid of that. <laughs> All right, hold on. Done. <laughs> click, 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 click. <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right. I have to tell you something. <laughs> okay. Since we're doing Mulan, mm-hmm. the remake, mm-hmm. for our recent review, and we are doing Come Drink With Me as our geriatric cinematic, mm-hmm. I feel like this episode is going to make a man out of each and every one of you. Yeah, every me? one of you. Me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every one of you, I look Mark. side to side. Are you talking about me and all my personalities? Yeah. <laughs> you agree with that, Mark? Yeah, I agree with that, Mark. Okay, cool, Mark. What do you think about that, Mark? I don't know about that, Mark. Okay, Mark. Hey, Mark. Yes, Mark. Hey, what are you doing over there, Mark? Nothing, Mark. Stop drinking that water. All right, Mark. Come over to mm-hmm. Mark. Thanks, Mark. All right. <laughs> we all agree? Yes, Mark? Mark, 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 Mark. Yes. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, <laughs> Mark does that at least once or twice a month. So he has practice. <laughs> I, I learned that from uh, a very close friend of mine who's no longer with us. He, <laughs> I think he said, like, somebody said, like, why are you arguing with my, with yourself? And he goes, that sounds stupid. How would I argue with myself? Yeah, Delvon, you're stupid, Delvon. I don't agree with that, Delvon. What the fuck you mean, Delvon? So I just Well, you that know out. what? <laughs> it's easier to say it with Mark. So. <laughs> I know. That's the one advantage of having a one-syllable name. <laughs> I couldn't imagine saying that with the name Delvon, like, well, too many syllables. Yeah, but he said it, like, way smoother. Yeah. Um, we have social media. Mm. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at The Real Appeal, Too Easy and Real. And you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. Drop them emails. We'd like to hear from you. Please review us on iTunes. Please. <laughs> you say it like that. <laughs> Please. Um, we have the news today. Our recent review, which I already told you is Milan. If you forgot, shame on you. Mm-hmm. Um, for, you probably forgot watching that movie if you did. Shit. I already kind of did. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Uh, Variety Time is a trip down Lovecraft Lane. Geriatric Cinematic is Come Drink With Me. And our topic this week is women shining in a man's world. <laughs> you gotta say it like that. Man. Man's world. Man's world. So, Mark. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> the news. We've got Mank 
they have photos of David Fincher's new movie called Mank, which follows uh, Citizen Kane writer Herman J. Mankiewicz. Um, that stars Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. And it is going to be released on Netflix this fall. Yeah, that's that's the rumor that it's expected to arrive in October. Um, it's not a for sure thing, but um, I've checked out the photos. Oh, I can't wait for this movie. Anything David Fincher does, fucking count down. When is this coming out? I need this in my life. I have a confession to make. Okay. You know I've not seen this movie. What was that? You know I've not seen this movie. Okay, which movie? Citizen Kane. Okay. And we're in the same boat. Really? I've never seen it. I've I've I I know it's on AFI's greatest movie ever, mm-hmm. but the movie just never appealed to me at all. Okay, so that's the thing. It never appealed to me either. Mm. Way to steal a limelight, Mark. By the way, <laughs> I've We've- never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's never appealed to me either. Mm. However, yes, I was watching the Donald Trump documentary on Netflix. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, it's his favorite movie. Citizen Kane is Donald Trump's favorite movie? Yes. He's Ugh. talked about it in interviews and shit. Yeah, okay? like, from, from what I heard, Citizen Kane is a real tragedy. Donald Trump's life is not a tragedy. It's a fucking curse upon us. Well, his life is not a tragedy. He does the shit of his own free will Mm -hmm. um but i i think he loves the movie anyways because it's like he finds it fascinating how people can fall from the top Mm -hmm. um but just seeing the images of it like on netflix like during the documentary i was like okay i want to watch it now Oh, the so it's funny because the the Donald Trump documentary kind of made me want to watch this. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You know, I was um, I was I was talking to somebody uh, somebody who I know, and she had brought up about Citizen Kane, and I I I admitted to her too. I was like, I've never watched this movie, and she was like, What? What do you mean you've never watched? And I'm like, I just never taking time out of my day to watch. And I know it's Orson Welles. I do like Orson Welles' work. I've seen a few of his other films. Um, but I like how you saw that Donald Trump documentary. It's like, I want to watch Citizen Kane now. I'm seeing the pictures of Mank, and I'm like, all right, I want to see Citizen Kane now. <laughs> well, like, you know, your motivations for now wanting to see it are probably a little better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to watch it before this comes out. Like, I actually want to watch it with, and then watch this and compare it. Like, I want to come at it, like, fully fresh. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, the, so new pictures dropped um it's a there's like one picture of gary oldman um as the uh lead uh on set looks pretty cool it's it's so like i mean it's like a super clean picture of like Gary. i don't know just the way how like you can already tell this movie's gonna look gorgeous Mm -hmm. even though it's black and white and oh i love a good black and white film yeah it's gonna look gorgeous um there's a picture of amanda sidfrey she's playing uh let me see she's let me see a woman who's not she's playing the actress uh who's the mistress of william randolph hearst uh the media mogul which citizen kane is based on um so we're gonna get like some insight of course 
that depends on like how true to the story this film is but mm-hmm. just, you know like um what's the movie it's the social network is based off the the accidental billionaire yeah but even like the way how that movie's told isn't too much like how the book went but the book is not too much of how the real story went mm-hmm. with uh with mark zuckerberg but you know it's 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 um I'm about to say Cronenberg. <laughs> it's Fincher, so it's gonna it's gonna be fucking cool. Yeah. What do we got next? Uh, next is the Venture Brothers got canceled. Did you ever watch the Venture Brothers? Jokes on you if you think I even know what that is. I I thought maybe you might have like come up. Yo, there are sometimes you watch stuff and I'm like. You watch that, but you, you you not watch it. I think we had like a discussion about you watching Harry and the Henderson, and like watching something and not watching something else or some shit. Watching like what? Harry and the Hendersons. I don't even know what that is. Okay, it was like you you you, you <laughs> like watch like random movies that I'm like that that should have not taken any of your time except like once. And you're like, oh, I've seen it a bunch of times. <laughs> Like Homeward Bound or some shit like that. I did watch that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Uh, Venture Brothers got canceled uh, after seven seasons. The show, it says seven seasons. Um, the creator, Christopher Mol, how is it, Molchik? How do you say that? Uh, McCulloch. McCulloch, thank you. McCulloch said on Twitter that uh, his quote was, unfortunately, it's true, Venture Brothers has been canceled. Um, uh, we got highly highly disappointing news a few months ago while we were writing what would have been this eighth season. We thank you, f- we thank you, our amazing fans, for seventeen years of of your kind and patient uh, attention. Yeah, so it's seven seasons, but they would take like two years off before like a new episode would come out. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like there's a seventeen year gap. Yeah, and I watch Venture Brothers for I think like three or four seasons. And then I just fell off because they were taking these huge gaps. And I just lost interest and stuff like that. Um, And I don't know. I know you can. I don't know if you can have. You can watch all the episodes streaming other than like Adult Swim. Um, But it is kind of sad because that's that's a funny ass cartoon. Yeah. I totally like it. You know who else? You know who's in that cartoon? It's not him, but his personality. I'm sorry. He doesn't voice his character, but the person's in it. David Bowie. Really? <laughs> David Bowie plays uh, this character's dad, adoptive father. And David Bowie turns into an eagle. <laughs> of course. <laughs> or like he's a shapeshifter or something like that. But whatever it is, I'm like, yeah, that's David Bowie. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah, that's horrible news. But um, the adults, Adult Swim did... Uh, the people behind Adult Swim did come out with a statement saying, we also want more Venture Brothers and have been working with Jackson uh, Public. That is uh, one of the creators. Um, that's McCulloch's... Um, like- oh, yeah, that's a pseudonym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Doc Hammer to find another way to continue the Venture Brothers story. There's rumors that it might end up on HBO Max. Hmm. Which, I mean, that's a... That's that, a good spot for it. That probably. is a good spot. And they're looking for content. So, I mean, we might... They might end up on um, over on HBO Max. Yeah. So that'd be good news. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have anything to say about that because I don't even know what it is, you know? Oh, but. I'm sure you got plenty to say about the next story. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Pattinson tests positive for coronavirus. He got the Rona. The Batman got the Rona. That started <laughs> with a bat. <laughs> How's that? Isn't it ironic? <laughs> <laughs> that started with a bat. How's that? That's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I 
You're a poet and you don't even know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, filming resumed on the Batman, and then shortly thereafter, um, outside of London and the studios, they shut it down again. Because (laughs) Robert Pattinson tested positive for... The coronavirus. Warner Brothers said on Thursday um, in a statement that filming was temporarily paused and a member of the Batman production assessed positive for COVID-19 and is isolating in accordance with established protocols. I haven't heard anything about how he's doing. Uh, hopefully not too bad. From I remember when this story kind of broke, not this Robert Pattinson, but they had uh, it news got out that it was somebody or crew members on the Batman had got tested positive for COVID, and they didn't say who. Mm-hmm. Then it was like, oh yeah, it's Robert Pattinson, but it's it's also like a few other people as well. Yeah. So that sucks. I mean, it sucks for him because I mean this is like a serious thing, but it also sucks for us because. <laughs> They just started p- reproduction on the Batman. And they just they to... got our interest. Like, yeah. like they kind of had my interest already, but then they dropped that fucking that teaser trailer. trailer oh, yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, sold. I'm, I'm totally down for this. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, we hope it. We hope he doesn't die because yeah. he's the Batman now. Mm-hmm. Um, Tag, did... you're it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, did you hear about, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who played Yondo from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. No, um, he got uh, he got the Rona as well. He actually came out and said that uh, I, I, don't, I don't want to just go. Michael Rooker. There you go. Mm-hmm. He said he got the Rona and he like barely got out of it alive. Jesus, you know he'd stop going out into the world. You know, Ooh. I'm never mind. I was gonna get my characters mixed up. <laughs> go no continue. Go on continue he did not play in the walking dead yeah he did oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah he played merle fucking daryl's brother but for some reason i thought merle was daryl bigger like beefier oh no he just no he's just old looking oh okay well if he'd (laughs) stop being a redneck you know and going out into the world and shooting things you know and being a redneck I wish he didn't finish that joke. <laughs> Fucking sinister laugh. Um. Yeah, I'm glad he made it because I like him. Oh, Michael Roker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. That boy. He's like 40 years older than me. That dude. He's he's really fun. I've seen interviews with him, and he's he looks like he has a ball whenever he's making a film. Yeah. Like, he's really like one of those guys. Like I don't give a shit. I'll fuck you up if I want to. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> You probably, but you'll have a lot of fun if you're on the right side of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So, anything else? We good on the news? We are good on the news. All right. So let's get into our recent review of Mulan. Close the gates. Six of our northern cities have fallen in a coordinated attack. Their leader fights alongside a witch. Crush these murderers. Your Majesty. Every family must contribute one man to fight. You're a war hero. You've already made many great sacrifices. My father cannot fight. 
so I will take his place. The Northern invaders will kill her. If I expose her, our own people will kill her. When we take the Imperial City, I will take revenge for my father. What is your name, soldier? Hua Jun, Commander. Son of Hua Zhou. You will now take the oath of the warrior. Loyal. Brave. True. The synopsis is a young Chinese maiden disguises herself as a male warrior in order to save her father. Directed by Nikki Caro, written by Rick Jaffa, Amanda Silver, Elizabeth Martin, and Lauren Hynek, starring. You know what? You should say these. Okay, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> All right. Uh, Yifei Lu, Donnie Yen, Li Gong, Jet Li, Jason Scott Lee. You can say those? No. Uh, Yosan N, uh, Tizai Ma. No. Si- it's Si Ma. Si Ma? Oh, was a p- sorry. I had to blush it out. Si Ma and Pei Pei Chang. <laughs> they look harder to say, and honestly, I didn't want to say them so I could make fun of you. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Lo- Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, Mark. Yes. What did you think of Meulaun? <laughs> professionally? Rouge. Not, oh, God. Uh, professionally, it's, it's not a good movie. It's a very forgettable movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't... I, I, I tried really hard to like this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end, when we got done watching it, I was like... I feel like I should like this movie. I feel like I should like it. And the fact that I struggle with I should have liked it tells me I don't like it. Mm-hmm. That's my professional stance. My second, my second, my unprofessional is... <laughs> this movie, it's surprisingly boring. My professional opinion is it's a bad movie. <laughs> My unprofessional movie is... Unprofessional movie? Yeah, my unprofessional movie. Kelsey, come on. We don't do adult movies. Don't be like that. No, my unprofessional... You know, I was doing the thing that you do where you skip words. Yeah. You know what words I I skipped or opinion of the... (laughs) My unprofessional movie. You're talking to somebody who does that all the time. (laughs) I'm starting to do that now. Uh, you're around me too much. <laughs> um, yeah, my unprofessional opinion of the movie mm-hmm. is she's fucking sexy when she lets her hair down. Who? Uh, Yifei Lu? Yeah. You know what? I think um, I would actually say, yeah, she's pretty cute. Um, uh, what's her name is actually cuter. The one who plays the witch. Oh, yeah. She's. Uh, what's her name? Like, uh, Li, really Li Gong. Sexy. She's pretty hot, but. But we're, but this movie was not made for looks. <laughs> it was made to no, look well. It was made for looks, just not those looks. Yeah. It was made to look like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I will admit that I do like about the film is I do like the landscape. The, the landscape shots or the establishing shots of, like, the land and whatever in the battlefield. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked great. And that's it. Everything else, like... It's it's sad. Like they try their heart. What's that? What's funny? 
you were saying about establishing shots and like that made me think of cinematography and like different types of shots uh-huh. and like every time mulan is like jumping from one place to another uh-huh. you could tell it was like cgi or like on a green screen or something with yeah, a harness yeah 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 like the white the the wire work is i don't know it's really weird like I f- this film looks like it this film reminds me of a director who saw a bunch of like epic asian uh films like current films like uh like the, like the big ones like red cliff or hero and stuff like that these are those are like a couple years old i've, I've kind of fallen off that but those types of film it's like this but like way more epic way more um what was the word i said a couple of nights op- operatic mm-hmm it's way more epic, way more operatic. The Wirefu looks really great. Mm-hmm. Like the sword fight looks really great. And this one just looks like a great value version of that. Wouldn't even say that. Oh, not even great value? Mm-mm. No. Because every time I think when you say the word great value, it, automatic- mm. it automatically brings me to Tom Hardy and Marshall Logan Green. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Mar- and Marshall Logan Green mm. makes decent films. Yeah. Like Upgrade. Yeah. He was good in Upgrade. Yeah. And it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. This was not entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was. And like, and I. Like I said, I want it. And Donnie Yen isn't. And like, granted, Donnie Yen doesn't make. He doesn't always make great films. Or he's mm. not in all great films. But I was like, yo, Donnie Yen's in it. That's going to be badass. Whenever he like came out and did martial arts that was cool uh yifi lu she was actually supposed it was actually required that she know martial arts when she auditioned for this role Mm -hmm. so you can see it in her in her performance it's just everything else is just like why am i watching this like what like this is this is supposed to be like a epic legendary story and it's like boring as fuck Mm -hmm. um the other thing you kept bringing up bd wong Oh, for, yeah, from uh, the the original Mulan. Yeah. Yeah. Did he actually play that character? Yeah. Um, yeah, he played B.D. Wong. Um, he did play the commander, right? Okay, because I don't know. Because what's funny is the older B.D. Wong gets, the more he looks like Donnie Yen anyway. <laughs> so like, okay. I was like thinking it was him, but I, I kind of knew it wasn't because I'm like, that doesn't quite look like him. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, it's Donnie Yen, but I don't even know who he is. But he looks familiar because I know he's been in a lot of shit I've seen. Yeah, he played the blind, uh, the blind monk in Rogue One, the one who was like, "I'm one of the Force, the Force is one with me." Oh, I can't find where is he? BD One was in it. Mushu Grandpa. I'm all gone, gone, gone. Um, but anyways. No, he played. Sh- okay, he played Chang. He played Shang. And in this version, BD Wong played Shang in the original. And in this version, there is no Shang. Who's, who's Shang? Shang is. Okay, so in the original Mulan, Shang is the commander. Shang's the one that Mulan has kind of a oh, thing for. Yeah. And from what I read, they wanted the, the people behind it, they wanted to kind of get rid of, like, I guess that awkward sexual tension. Because if you think about it, Shang was attracted to Mulan when she was, what, Pepe? They didn't do a good job, though. <laughs> what do you mean? I think when we get into the spoiler section, oh, okay. we'll talk about it. Yeah, well, like, in, in the cartoon, you know, like, there's kind of, like, a, an attraction there. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you th- really think about it, it's like, oh, Shang's really attracted to, like... A man? Um, yeah, a man who 
it looks very feminine. Yeah. So what I heard is like they wanted to cut that out. Yeah. And like split the character. And if anything, it didn't. It certainly, certainly did not help. No. It didn't add anything to. It's just like like I can't remember the dude's name who played who I, the character's name that Mulan was supposed to have some type of uh, attraction to. Yeah. Didn't work. Yeah. Um. I thought that whole scene. I'm not gonna give spoilers away, but there are a mm-hmm. bunch of things that go on with her family that are very like. The, the the movie's not culturally satisfying. We'll just say it, put it that way. Mm-hmm. So if you take the culture out of it, it mm-hmm. takes the feeling away from it too. Mm-hmm. And so there are certain scenes where you're supposed to feel something for certain um, family members or whatever mm-hmm. that you just don't feel because the culture's kind of gone. Yeah. And so you're being told basically through this story that you're supposed to feel something, but you're yeah. like, I don't though. Yeah. Like the only thing I, the only person that I actually felt for this character was, um, Lee Gong's character, the witch. Yeah, me too. I was way more interested in her and her backstory. Mm. And that's a whole new character that they added on to this movie. Um, if the story more, of course, it's not, it's, it's not, I don't know how to say her name. It's Xing Ying. Um, of course, the movie's not called that. It's called Mulan. But yet, you kind of like took a lot of interest from Mulan and put it onto her. Yeah. Well, honestly, though, mm-hmm. she had my interest in the way that as a kid, Xena had on me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Like, she was wounded, but also like a good person in a way even though she's bad yeah like xena was too so yeah because she started off evil really i've never watched xena so she Z- started off evil yeah what she did that has made lucy lawless a whole lot hotter now <laughs> <laughs> she did you get her whole backstory she was like evil she had her legs all fucked up and shit like she was betrayed in like the worst way and then she was angry for a really long time and just mm-hmm. killing people. But she was really angry all the time. And then, like, then she met Gabrielle and, like, they became friends and she kind of brought her to the light. And, like, mm-hmm. Zena's really cool. So I've heard. So I've heard. I, unfortunately, I've never watched it. <laughs> yeah. And now it's, like, dated. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watched I, an episode with the girls the other day, though. Uh, I know we're on a tangent, but. I was like, it's dated, but I would still fucking watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that nostalgia feel to it. Maybe that maybe that's what uh, what attracts you to it. Probably. Um, okay, so do you just want to hop into the spoilers um, from Mulan? Yeah, let's jump into the spoiler section. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to jump right into what I was saying about family. Mm -hmm. uh, Or the one scene that um, would make me want to feel something and it didn't. Yeah. When the soldiers showed up asking for men who, you know, from each family. And Mulan's father 
doesn't have any sons. Yeah. So he offers himself. Mm-hmm. That didn't make me feel any kind of pain, like mm-hmm. emotional pain. Yeah. Or anything like that. Like, like you could tell his legs all fucked up, and he tries taking his brace off, and like yeah, and like walk with it and everything. And he falls. Walk without it, yeah. And like the even the the guy was like. No, it's okay. You don't have to. <laughs> and the father was like, no, 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 no. I'm still going to go. Like, he should have just, he would have kept his honor because the guy said, you don't have to. You're too fucking old. Yeah, yeah. Even like, um, uh, even like in the, I mean, you're, you're going to hear a lot of comparison from this one and, and the original Mulan. Um, but, you know, that's, I mean, we have to compare it. Um, even in this story, like in this version of Mulan, like, she just like takes this stuff and like just goes. There's really no like emotional like oh I'm leaving my fa- my family behind I'm betraying them or I may be exiled because mm-hmm. of this and blah 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 like how in the original did you felt more f- for what Mulan had to do. Mm-hmm. This one was just like grab your shit and go. Yeah, and like that was it. Not just that, but like wasn't the father in the in this uh, remake mm-hmm. older than the one? In the animated one? Cause, yeah. Because, like, he was old, but, like, you get a sense that maybe he was weaker and maybe couldn't keep up, but, like, yeah. he wasn't disabled. Yeah. Like, this guy was. I guess I guess they had to make it more apparent that he could not fight in this war. Yeah. As opposed to just, like, let the character, the actor kind of... Sell sh- it on sell. his own. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was... Uh, this isn't my... This wasn't my... Uh, uh, critique this is like somebody else's critique um but i heard that like it was really interesting too because mulan when she gets to the camp the like they gave you reasons like uh the general or whatever the camp is like oh these are the reasons we'll like these are your punishments if you cheat you're expelled um if you still you'll you'll be executed executed like all this kind of stuff right and it goes like if you lie you'll be expelled. If you cannot complete your mission or, or can't keep up, you'll be expelled. Okay, so Mulan gets there, right? But if the father got there and couldn't couldn't catch up, keep up, they would have just expelled him. That's it. Yeah, he would have like just no, gone home. Yeah, no danger or anything like that. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think they want you to believe that she left to keep her father alive, but I think she left because she didn't want to get married like she didn't want to deal with that oh, this whole thing yeah. yeah so i think it was more selfish than it was noble yeah and in, or they like betrayed it more selfish than noble i think unintentionally though i think it was unintentional yeah. but like in the animated one it was definitely more noble mm-hmm. and then it just doesn't come across that way in this one yeah um one thing that never gets explained and it really bugged the fuck out of me was because uh, like the trailer showed mulan like like hopping over the walls and like doing all like this wire foo and kind of stuff like that. And I assumed that like other people in the, in the movie were going to be able to do that too. Mm-hmm. make this like a really high flying, like mystical journey and everything. But she was the only one who was able to really do that other than her than the witch, mm-hmm. but they never explain it. Like how she's able to like do that. I mean, they say like, Oh, she's tapped into her chi. Why? Why? How can she do that? And anyways, in my mind, if you tap into your chi, that makes you stronger not inherently have the knowledge of all the martial fucking arts (laughs) well like you would still need to go through training to learn how to fight she did go through training it was uh chasing chickens 
and carrying barrels up up uh, up a hill. Mm-hmm. That's how she got her training. Buckets, buckets it, of water. Yeah, even you know, even the training montage wasn't even that entertaining. I like the training montage in the original, um, and the cartoon. I mean, yeah. yeah, they put like like they and this one they suck all the fun out of it. Well, they don't just suck all the fun out of it. Mm-hmm. They also suck all of the um, like it's not earned. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is earned because she has her fucking chi. Yeah. So there's no struggle. Yeah, and there's like no. Actually, they focus more on her not taking a shower and hiding her feminine parts than they yeah. do her struggling with anything else. Yeah, and like even like some of the characters, the back the. Uh, the not the background characters but the minor characters like the soldiers like, like cricket yeah okay that cricket thing when i heard about it, i was like yo that pissed me off because like they took obviously mushu and cricket is not in this movie so in order to make up for the absence of cricket they name a character called cricket and that they that's it they do nothing with it like mm-hmm. cricket is like some is like likable but in a dopey way. In a dopey way, but it's not like it's to the point where I don't care if Cricket died. They played with the idea that he might be dead, but when but he didn't, I was like, all right, I didn't, which either way or other, I didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of the <laughs> speaking of the CGI, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. Would you? Oh boy, I'm, I'm gonna let you lead this one. Would you think about the CGI? <laughs> It was bad. It was bad. Holy shit. It was very bad. And like the first time you see the Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, they replaced they replaced they said no Mushu, no cricket, no CGI ridiculous characters. So let's put a CGI Phoenix in here. To their credit. Mm-hmm. The Phoenix looked a hell of a lot like a kite. It did. It fucking did. Holy like, shit. I didn't think about it until you mentioned it. Uh, yeah, I think I said it yesterday, but mm. I think you were like getting popcorn or something. Oh my god. It did look like a kite. <sighs> it looked like a fucking kite. Uh-huh. And it kept showing up and showing up and, and showing up. Yeah, it was like symbolism hitting you over the head. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. It doesn't look that spectacular. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't even make any of its like trailing feathers gold. Like, yeah. they should have. I would have. It's weird because like they made it. I it, 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 I know they were trying to make the the phoenix look like some like beautiful color scheme kind of thing, like a multitude of colors or like transparent or, or something light or you something would like see that. like in one of their parades or something. Yeah, but it, to me it looked it looked surprisingly kind of bland. Like it yeah. looked like a ball of just red with like little frilly shit flying out the sides. Yeah. <laughs> like a kite. <laughs> um, to go back to your emotional, the emotional beats, and you said it wasn't earned. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an emotional beat between Mulan and uh, Lee Gong's character, and you're they're supposed to have like a connection because Lee Gong character just wants to belong somewhere. Which, like I said, it brings up more interest than Mulan. But like, there's supposed to be a connection between the two because they have they can both tap into their chi, but. They didn't have enough time together. Mm-hmm. There was like one fight where Lee Gong's character was like, um, tap into your chi, be, be, you know, stop lying to yourself. Okay. Then Mulan like takes off our armor. Yeah. That's the part <laughs> out of the whole entire movie that did not make any sense to me at all. Okay. Like other shit didn't make sense. But this, in my mind, I was like, 
I completely don't care about this fucking movie now. She took <laughs> off her armor. What a fucking idiot. Yeah, I'm, do- I'm done. Yeah, she took off her armor to, to run at the battle, which she probably could have used. <laughs> I mean, she didn't, but she could have used it. Like, thinking smart. Um, and then there's, like, another interaction between Mulan and Lee Gong's character. And I almost completely forgot that fucking discussion. Mm-hmm. Like, I know she was, like, she was, like, like telling her that like she was like trying to help her mm-hmm. but like i don't like it was she was like going back she was like her, her like her character progression was really fucking weird she was an afterthought yeah she had to be an afterthought like i think she was meant to make it make sense like oh how does mulan find out about the emperor well what if he was what if um the guy who was Coming after them. Oh, Bori Khan played by... Yeah, uh, Bori Khan. What, yeah. If, what if Bori Khan was uh, going to go after the Emperor? How would she find out? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, well, what if he was working with somebody that couldn't, like, didn't really like him that much and uh, wanted to switch sides? Okay, cool. That's a good way. Like... Yeah, like, she was, like, instead of, like, Mulan finding out for herself, she, they gave this character to, like, give her... To pretty much give her all the information she needed. Yeah. And it 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 hell of a lot of weakened the film. It weakened it because um they could have actually given her a better role. Mm-hmm. Like I really like that character. Yeah, that's the thing. Like she's she's a like she's a great um like she's a great idea that just got poorly ex- executed. Mm-hmm. And like you said, she was an afterthought and it as a movie, I mean, even before that that discussion happens, when you see her using her powers at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and she's like taking out all these people behind the the behind the and in, in, within the castle, you're just like, yo, she can just take out everybody in this fucking castle. Like, why do we have how? Why do we have a uh, Bori Khan in here now? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no point. Yeah, he actually made no sense. That guy never made any sense at all. Yeah. But I really loved his fucking eyeliner. That was for sure. <laughs> I was kind of like, whoa. His big was on fucking fleek. I know. <laughs> um, they even, even like the, the, end, the climactic battle between Bori Khan and Mulan, it's very, very fucking anticlimactic. <laughs> what? He could have made fire. Uh, in the simplest fucking way. Yeah, I mean, it's not and like all he did was like open these stoves or whatever and let lava out. Yeah, the stone lava. Yeah, the okay, where that lava come from? I mean, th- like I I know the lava was in the stove, mm-hmm. but like it the stones weren't big, were they? There was like four of them or something like that, or three of them. I don't know. They were kind of medium size. Yeah, but they weren't like industrial size. Yeah, and that and it was like and he was just gonna wait for the lava to come out and eventually, like Burn. trickle their way to the wooden structure where the emperor was tied at the top of. Which make no sense. Put him at the bottom. If you want him to burn, put him at the bottom. <laughs> Better yet, throw him into the fucking. <laughs> <stove>. <laughs> Like, don't okay. he? And he took the time to build this wooden structure. Mm. Like oh, the the emperor. Yeah. Yeah. When did they have time to build that? I I I don't know. I don't know. Even like Jet Li is like pretty wasted in this movie, and I really like Jet Li. I do too, and I think it's like one of the 
most recent films he's been in because you know that controversy or whatever came out after you saw him looking older and like kind of bookish yeah yeah because he i forgot he has some he, he like he kind of looks like an asian geppetto yeah he had a disease i forgot what it was called but he was it was something with a spinal fluid or something like that spina bifida no it wasn't spina bifida it was something else i can't mm. I, I, I probably got it wrong but yeah there was like this big scare of like because jet Li looked like he aged like 30 years or something like that yeah um but apparently he had just, I think he had just, like, got over something really bad or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, but he looked a little bit healthier now. Yeah, he does. And, like, to see him again, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. And then also, he wasn't good. Yeah. And it's, like, not his fault. It's, like, how he was written and directed, you could tell. Yeah. Because he was brutish mm-hmm. and yelling. Yeah. And there was no, like, as an emperor, especially an Asian emperor, like, mm. I know that they're known for their strength and maybe their, like, brutality, but mm. you almost kind of would expect some kind of wisdom. Yeah, or some type of, like, likability, especially. And if this is going to be, like, I, I can totally understand if it wasn't a Disney film and this is, like, one, like I said, want to be a more realistic version of this. So it, it, it would warrant some type of brutish nature of him or whatever. But there wasn't really not much a whole likability, like yeah. in the original. Yeah. It was disappointing, to say the least. Yeah. Um, and if we're going to talk about him mm. and, like, and how not realistic it was, mm. I think it probably has a lot to do with the fact that there weren't very many Asian people creating it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of controversy. Um uh, somewhere that I read that uh, a lot of the back, a lot of the behind the scenes was like whitewashed. There was like a lot of people, a lot of white people who were working behind the scenes. Mm. Um, granted, there was uh, an predominantly Asian cast. I don't see any like white people whatsoever. Yeah. But there is a. <laughs> but I think that's a good way to hide your whiteness, mm. like behind the scenes. Yeah, and there's Nikki Nikki uh, uh, Caro, who is an indie director from from new zealand um she makes these really really small much smaller independent films and i think uh disney took um the marvel route and was like let's get an independent director and help them prove themselves but i think disney did just they wouldn't take their foot they wouldn't take their hand off off the production not just that but mm-hmm. like marvel at least makes sense when they choose someone yeah like you know we'll pick a female to make a female movie you mm-hmm. know like just make it make sense or whatever, make it more authentic. Mm-hmm. They did not choose an Asian person to make this movie. Yeah, let me see. Okay, so another another telling of how this of why this movie was going to be bad uh, is the fact that it has four script writers. Yeah, I was thinking about that four. as I was reading their names. Four script writers. That's normally a bad sign. And it was. <laughs> As it was foretold by by Mark Salcedo. I know. Um, so, what did you th- what did you think about the? Con- there's a there is a quite a bit of controversy surrounding this film, other than the whitewashing. What did you think about the other controversy that came out? Uh, the other controversy, I read this um, earlier today uh. from the docket, and you know what I fuck yiffy fucking (laughs) jiffy lube over there oh jesus yiffy lube okay yeah fuck her why (laughs) fucking jiffy lube is what i'm gonna call her now jesus because she's okay 
it's this whole like it's almost like over here we have black lives matter right mm. but in hong kong they're going through their own um like police brutality stuff yeah like the it's the pro document pro democracy protesters yeah and um there she's basically like condemning the protesters and saying how much she supports the police and mm-hmm. um what did she say she actually said uh i support the hong kong police which she wrote on like the asian twitter mm-hmm. um you can all attack me now what a shame for hong kong that the protesters are out yeah like okay so that means she's like entitled as shit yeah like i like i can't stand i i know i have like a bigger maybe rage or whatever for that kind of person than I, maybe i should but every time someone says something like that i immediately mm. think trump supporter oh okay because they're like pro police um they're pro police pro police even though they shouldn't be and especially in a time where police brutality is rampant yeah, and not just that. Not like because they're willing to lump everybody in mm-hmm. with rioters. Oh yeah, yeah. And not to see why people are out there in the first place and that actually like in our country mm-hmm. is in the a constitutional right. Yeah. Um which I actually don't think it is in China, but still like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just fucking jiffy lube. <laughs> Jesus. Um also, I I didn't I didn't realize this until it was pointed out, but uh, Disney gave uh, thanks to uh, Xinjiang, uh, the region of China, even though in that region there are uh, Ugara Ugara Muslims that have been det- detained in mass internment camps. Oh yeah. So like big ups to the internment camps from Disney. Yeah. And this is like what? <laughs> <laughs> Disney going back to their uh, their roots, you know. <sighs> Disney fucking up. I know. Mm. Um, all right. So, despite the controversy, what's your final your final say on this film? What film? <laughs> Damn, <laughs> <laughs> the one we just reviewed. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> it's so forgettable. I. Don't even want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, it's it's a bad film. Um, I second that. Um, I mean, I mean, there's no, there's nothing more I can say that we, I did not already say. I mean, I can rant probably for like another 15, 20 minutes about like what what is just wrong with this movie. But you know, we got other stuff to do, so I'm not going to. <laughs> exactly, because we got the more important stuff to do is variety time. A trip down Lovecraft Lane. <laughs> The title of this week's episode is A History of Violence, uh, directed by Daniel Sackheim, written by Misha Green and Jonathan I. Kidd. No, you did not. <laughs> what? You didn't kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But he has that his name like that on purpose because mm. he thinks it's funny. I know. Or maybe he got teased growing up, so he's like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna own it." <laughs> uh, stars Journey Smollett, Abby Lee, Jonathan Majors, Courtney B. Vance, 
Wunmi Mosaku, Michael Kenneth Williams, and Monique Candelaria. Um, oh, you know, that's my fault because Courtney B. Vance isn't on the show <laughs> now because this character is gone. Yeah. Sometimes um, I do flashbacks. So. Yeah, I'm not in this particular episode. Um, what did you. Okay, so this episode was. I'm liking this show more and more. Mm-hmm. With each episode. I mean, except for, like, second episode, which was kind of, like, a rush job. Um, but I like the areas that they're covering, covering in, like, pulp style. Um, like, uh, Holy Ghost was kind of like a Dracula story. This one's more like of a Indiana Jones story. Where, yeah. Where, like, they find the clues and they... they um, where uh, Atticus, Letty, and Montrose find these clues and they go on this journey to, like, find uh, what's called, like, the, the Book of Adam. Or these pages from the Book of Adam. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, there's, there's. I think this one was a very Montrose. Not a. It wasn't a Montrose heavy episode, but the. You got to see a lot of like the shit he was doing. Yeah, yeah, that. And not a not a lot of explanation of why he was doing it. Yeah, it's like this movie. I keep saying movie because it feels like a movie. (laughs) Um, This show, it's turning Montrose into like a complicated villain, especially like what happened at the end, what he did to. uh, Yahima, the character that they they meet at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. um, that was like a shock. I was like, "Whoa, holy shit!" I know, <laughs> and I missed it too because I looked away so quick, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, "What happened?" Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the episode starts with Montrose drinking, and he's like dealing with his demons, like these voices and stuff like that. So you have an idea that like he's seen some fucked up shit. Yeah. Um, and he had got his hands on what is it called, like the bylaws and looks like bylaws and presets of the order, um, and burns it. Mm-hmm. And remember, like when he when he burned it, you're like, oh, what did he say? And I thought he said, oh, it's, it smells like burnt toast or it smells like toast. Yeah, he didn't say that. He says it smells like Tulsa. Oh, Tulsa. Yeah, I know. It didn't quite sound like toast, but I was like, well, maybe I heard it wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I heard it incorrectly, and I I, I listened to this uh, Lovecraft podcast, and they said, like, oh, he said this. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, so, what did, what did you think of the development between uh, Letty and Atticus? They're still doing that thing that annoys me that happens in movies and shows where they're, they like each other, but they're mm-hmm. not willing to admit it. Oh, okay. Or like they like each other, but they're arguing with each other currently, so mm-hmm. it's still new. So maybe they're gonna hate each other, mm-hmm. or then they're gonna love each other. Like it's like high school bullshit. I don't like it. I I get you. I get you. I um I like, did like if it could be a little more innocent mm-hmm. and like kind of oh I mean, yeah, it did kind of take a back seat. But if like they didn't argue, like if the sexual tension wasn't there with how they were arguing again, mm-hmm. like. I don't know. It just doesn't. I could do without it. Okay. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. I was I I was getting a bit annoyed of it, but I did like the fact that Atticus finally like made the move and like kissed her passionately near the end. Because yeah. now we have like okay, now there's maybe they're going to finally be something together. But he made the move when they were at the party too. Well, see, I think that I think that was. I th- I think that was like that. Those are those are two different things. Like one was more in the heat of the moment of like, oh, let's get down and dirty. But I would trust that more than I would. Oh shit, I'm afraid you were gonna die because mm-hmm. like, 
you can take a step back from that. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like if you if someone's going to come to you in the heat of the moment, like mm-hmm. that to me is more real than I was afraid you were going to die because like Yeah, it might be like the adrenaline or something. Yeah. Okay, I get you. I get you. Yeah, totally. I, I can I can see that. Um there was uh what was the one thing that really really caught my eye? Oh, about like how uh Atticus is trying to be like this lone wolf. Like, yeah. there's that scene where he tells uh, Letty and Montrose to get in the elevator and he'll, like, handle that, handle whatever's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And Letty was like, no, fuck that. Like, they're coming after me, too. And or, that, no, she said, like, you're not in this by yourself. Like, Yeah, exactly. And it shows how much, like, how Atticus, like, even though he's trying to do it for a noble cause, he's still doing it for, like, a selfish reason. Mm-hmm. Um, like for like that part where last week's episode where he pulled the gun on Christina mm-hmm. and he couldn't fire. But like the next time we see him, he's in the library reading these books and he already has his backpack ready to go. Um, it like shows that Atticus was ready to kill her, to kill Christina and like leave town without saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of like goes more into like how much he's kind of like selfish. With this whole and thing. he tried to kind of lie even after... Um letty caught him with the bag he tried to lie his way out of it like no like i I wouldn't have left you Mm -hmm. like yes you would have yeah yeah definitely definitely hopefully like that kind of like i'm hoping that kind of that kind of we kind of get away from that because that to me that can come off as very annoying if they become too if they constantly be stubborn because it shows like no character development Mm -hmm. you know we got a little bit of what could happen at the end with that kiss um but like I say, we don't know how the next episode is going to play out. I think they're trying to stay a little more with the times because mm. men were very bullheaded at that time. Yeah, yeah. Black or white. Like, yeah. so it doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they held on to it a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully he learns something Yeah. from it. Yeah. And hopefully that can break the cycle of, even though, Atticus has not done anything in an abusive matter. He has the um, the characteristics characteristics to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, like the episode's titled, you know, a history of violence, and there are several conversations Montrose has with Atticus where he's like telling him, like, I try to raise you right, but he like did it in the wrong way, like mm-hmm. in a violent way. But like he was like doing it to like prepare Atticus for this world, but he didn't like he didn't do it in a helpful way. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's made Atticus. Um, like you said, bullheaded, uh, short-tempered at times, and just not listening where he should be listening. And maybe mistrustful in a way. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even though he should absolutely like trust Letty all the way, because like, Letty's seen her shit, too, and she's mm-hmm. going through this. Yeah. Um, what did you... I, I want to see what was your take on the Ruby storyline, the sister, the one who goes to the department store. I feel like they're letting her part of the story down a little bit. They're they're kind of mm. like pigeonholing that whole like okay she's mm. been through the same thing that black women, especially bigger, darker black women mm-hmm. from that era, go through. Yeah. Um, like even if she's darker and she's black, she's still not pretty enough because she's too big. Yeah. You know, even though that that skinnier, younger girl oh. got the job in the, <laughs> in the department store. Yeah. Um, like, so that's the thing (sighs) that bothers me. Her bitterness after she's singing bothers me. Mm. 
even that scene when uh, she was with um, William. Yeah, William. Yeah. That bothered me too, because like I didn't know whether to be like turned on mm-hmm. or throw up. Because okay. because she was actually like she's actually a really sexy woman. Oh, absolutely. That girl's fine as fuck. And then she was like screwing with him, and he mm. looked like he was melting. Okay. You know, like he lo- he always looks like he's melting, mm-hmm. like he's vanilla ice cream. He's vanilla ice, ice baby. Not funny. <laughs> I'm done. Oh uh, no no Good no! Night. no. <laughs> We're done with the show. No. For the night. <laughs> Keep it going. Come on. Don't don't let don't let my stupidity derail you. <laughs> it, it, it like was really gross. I felt like she was coming down five levels like really you feel like that huh yeah like i know there's like a sense especially in that era of like if a black person was with a white person Mm -hmm. they were are kind of elevating their status yeah okay and i definitely did not feel that at all because i feel like he's so disgusting he grosses Mm. he weirds me out he grosses me out Mm. I don't find him attractive at all. Mm-hmm. He looks kind of like that one guy who had so much plastic surgery to look like the Ken doll. Okay. Like he just looks artificial and weird. And I don't like, I just think she sold herself short. Hmm. Especially because his intentions aren't exactly clear for anybody. I, th- I think his intentions were to actually get inside that house. Cause Christina tried to get inside and she was, uh, there was a spell in the house that oh, yeah, blocked that's right. her. I honestly think that, he, I, I mean, it's not clear. I mean, this is just my theory. It's not clear in this episode, but I think he actually, like, did the moves on on Ruby to, like, get inside that house. And he did, I think he kind of, in a way, took advantage of her um, to to do that. I mean, not in, a, not in an obvious way, but he was, like, trying to, like, put the moves on that's her. That's even worse. Uh-huh. That's, like, for me, that's even worse. <laughs> Shit, okay. Because I don't want to see her go through more bullshit. Mm. Like, why should Letty get all the fucking glory? Mm. Because she's, what, lighter skinned and, like, traditionally gorgeous for Hollywood? Like... that's And that's the fucked up thing, because that's how that's how it was back then. And that's the way it is now. Well, yeah, that's I would, true. I, yeah, has not gone away. Exactly. I would like to see, like... Everybody's gorgeous in their own fucking way. Yeah. Except for William. <laughs> except for him. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I get you. I can get we you. please like do something? You know, not mm. written in a way that like. Okay, I've seen that fucking story before. Yeah, I get you. Something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you on that. Like how they're kind of like the ruby the ruby storyline is kind of like meandering a bit or not really amounting to a whole lot Mm -hmm. i got her intention that like she went to this department store because she wanted to be a pioneer in her own way because she wanted to be like the one black person or the first black person to work at this department store that's obviously uh racist or biased or at some form Mm -hmm. but you know she sees this other black woman who's 
um, I have to applaud the the people behind it that they made the other black woman that got the job like the same skin tone. Yeah, she was just as dark. She was just as dark, but she was like skinnier than her. Mm-hmm. You know, and so and younger and younger. And yeah, Ruby saw see this as like I want to be a pioneer. And now I fucking can't do it. And I I get why she's she was so angry like that part where she was singing and she and when few people clapped, she was like, well, fuck all y'all and shit like that. Oh. To be fair, that song was depressing as shit. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, I was leading to this. I was leading to the idea that she was trying to maybe like hold the power in that dynamic between her and William. How he was like trying to make the moves on her and stuff like that, and saying like, "I'll I can give you the world." She's like, "You ain't the first white boy I've heard that," and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, her kind of like. Not, not placating, but her just like submitting to it or just actually going to bed with him and everything. Don't get me wrong, that scene was hot as shit. It didn't, it didn't gross me. It was, it was hot as shit, but it was hot as shit because it was her. I mean, uh, yeah, like if you just took him out, block your <laughs> memory of him. Yeah, you know her by herself. Yeah, is hot. Yeah, so I'm hoping, like, I'm hoping they do, they do really pick up the Ruby character a bit more. Well, I hope actually, a lot more. I'm I sure hope they more. give her a role in what's going on. Yeah, that'd be really great. Or like, I don't know. I want to see. I want to see an episode f- focus on her, and see what goes on with her throughout mm-hmm. her day. Because we got that with um, Letty, mm-hmm. and it was really great. But yeah, have Ruby experience like shit that Letty went through, or in her own way, what Letty went through. Yeah, and that'd be great to to view. Maybe we will because of how. The episode ended. Mm. No, that's not the same character. Oh, what are you talking about? No, because you know, um, Ruby and the aunt. Oh, oh, oh. Um, her name is uh oh Hippolyta. Yeah, I know they they don't look exactly alike to me, but sometimes I get confused who's who, especially like certain lighting. Yeah. So, never mind what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. Um, I really hope that we do, though, because I don't want to see her. First of all, she's smarter than that to get taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. She's sexier than that to be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Like, and no one wants to see a bitter woman on screen. Yeah. Not unless it pays off in a really dramatic way, and it's mm-hmm. not right now. Yeah. Um, also, the... Um, yeah, also Hippolyta character, she's having an inkling of, of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, her character, they she takes um, Letty, Atticus, and Montrose to Chicago for the, to the museum where they can begin the, like, their expedition. Um, and she comes back, but then she ends up seeing that map of where was uh, Uncle George's last location. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious and see where that goes. Because I want her, I want her to find out what happened and just see how that just blows up in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Because she's so lost right now. She's another character that I really like, mm-hmm. and she's lost right now. So I don't like it when the characters are lost mm-hmm. because then the story starts to get kind of lost. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that ending uh, for this episode. Um, Atticus, Letty, and Montrose—they get on. T- they they find like this essentially like this underwater pirate ship, mm-hmm. and it has th- this uh, woman. Well, it's not a woman. Um, it's, it's a skeleton. Yeah, it's like a it's like the skeletal like 
family and stuff like that and they find this skeletal body and shit like that and then it and it's it, sitting at a desk yeah and it forms into like a person and shit like that i found that horrifying yeah that shit was like whoa what the fuck what the fuck i know i was like whoa and they're just <laughs> watching this thing form and i've been i would have been running yeah. like uh and it, and it turns into uh yahima uh, yahima uh also called like two-spirited and it's it's a uh, i forgot what the word is but it's a person of same sex uh oh two sex i'm sorry a woman and man um one thing that that they did they have not answered and you i'm mean like hermaphrodite i think right yeah i think that's the term yeah. that i want to use um but the fact that atticus knew her language yeah he was like speaking to her in english yeah and like understand every like he was translating for her and she would speak to him, and it sounded like English, but mm. it, they didn't understand what she was saying. Yeah. So, like, you get a sense, like, he knows this language, and they mm. don't. Yeah. And um, she reveals that, like, Titus had, like, captured her to translate... Uh, the pages. The pages. And she was like, no. And then, like, trapped her in that bot in, like, that half-dead body. Mm-hmm. Dude, that shit was fucked up. Like, I know Titus was an asshole, but fucking shit. That dude's a fucking monster. Well, other than other stuff, but that dude's a <laughs> double monster. <laughs> Quadruple that monsterness. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, maybe he's the devil himself. Yeah, I wouldn't pass it. Uh, but yeah, like, they get out, and then montrose gets behind like puts her in a room like they put her in a room and montrose comes behind her and like says oh i'm sorry and slits her throat yeah like what what <laughs> like why like you like you like you have an idea that montrose obviously montrose is like letting on than what he letting on more than what he knows yeah so that's what i'm saying he's becoming like this complicated villain yeah, I, like you don't know why he's doing it, but mm-hmm. he kind of acts like he's trying to protect Atticus, but mm-hmm. you know it's just making it harder for him Yeah. to get to the end of everything. Yeah. and so, Which can make it worse. Like, you're probably going to kill him that way. Yeah, and like, because this episode, they were sprinkling a little clues that like Montrose has either already been through this or knows, has already done his research, like how he was able to figure out how to open up that door. Well, because he read that book and then he burned it yeah yeah oh yeah like what like what's in the book i want to know what's more in in that book yeah what else is in there so he burned that and then he slit this lady's throat Mm -hmm. and like he won't tell atticus that he's not his real father yeah and like what like what the fuck is going on here yeah absolutely watch a lot he finds out that he's actually his mother (laughs) 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 um yeah so i thought it was i thought it was a really great episode um this time around what did you think what's your final thoughts on it i thought it was there's one weird thing that i i keep latching on to and it's probably irrational Mm -hmm. (sighs) did they use that map for anything like i feel like they broke the window and ripped it off the wall oh yeah and didn't use it and then they got it all wet in the water (laughs) like yeah that's true that (laughs) that's actually true yeah they they were able to uh, figure out their way because uh, Letty let the, read the brochure, <laughs> and that's how they found their way. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, so but that kind of bothered me. Like, <laughs> I was kind of annoyed by that. And then by the end of the t- when they finally got to their destination at the end, mm-hmm. uh, when they met Yahima, mm-hmm. I was like, 
where's the fucking map? <laughs> that security guard that like let him like got him in at the at, when they uh, when the museum was closed. He's gonna be like, where the fuck did they did they break this show, oh, man? No, he did tell them. Uh, Oh no! The, no, he didn't. He, he wasn't there, but he let them in. Yeah, he let them in, but I'm sure he didn't think that they were gonna break, break in, like break anything. Yeah, and steal, steal the, the map. map. Yeah, I mean that door, that door inside might still be open. The yeah. one that let him down there, that still might be open or some shit. Um, oh, one thing I want to mention though, I thought it was so funny that scene where um, Montrose had where the plank was disappearing. And Montrose had a jump. Oh yeah. And he said, uh, he said, You see me jump? Jesse Owen got shit on me. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I love you, Michael K Michael K. Williams is so fucking funny. <laughs> I love that dude. His acting is great. Um, what was I gonna say? I don't know. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I don't remember now. <laughs> okay. Um, well in that case, uh, we're done. We're done. Unless you remember right now. No. Right now? No. Ah, all right. That's hot. I'm starting to get tired from the heat. All right. So let's go ahead and jump in, into our next segment. So that's, that's the next. <laughs> and, uh, our next segment. <laughs> uh, our next segment is our geriatric cinematic. Chengpei <laughs> um, this week we are doing Come Drink With Me. It came out in 1966, and the synopsis is a group of bandits kidnap the governor's son and demand their imprisoned leader to be set free in exchange. Directed by King Hu, written by King Hu, Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Shanxi Ting. Um, it stars Pei Pei Cheng. You might have recognized that name from Milan. Mm, the matchmaker. Um, Hua Ye. Uh, no, Hua Yu. Uh, Qi Ching Yang. Hung Li Chen. Ying Chi Han. Lao Shen. All right. I made it. You made it. And across <laughs> the finish line. Okay. Um, what did you think about this one? Oh, switch up. Normally, I'm the one who asks you that question. Um, okay. I liked it. I really like this movie. Mm-hmm. I really like this movie. I hate the dub version that we got. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate this dub version. This was on Amazon Prime. The dub version is God the fuck awful and they didn't even give you the option of choosing to hear it in the native language with exactly. english subtitles exactly like the english subtitles there they give you italian dutch. spanish dutch french no chinese <laughs> what the fuck no asian yeah no asian whatsoever one of the reasons why i hate the this dub version is because first of all the 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 the, the voice acting uh, it's atrocious and it's funny and not intentionally funny. 
Yeah. Um, but like they take the sound quality when it comes to like the kung fu scenes where you would hear like whoosh, 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 or ching 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 or something like or even like audio. It's not there. Yeah. At all. But that's like my only grievance with it about it. <laughs> However, um I thought the kung fu was great. Um it's it was actually a bit more realistic than a lot of other kung fu films that focus a lot on wire work. Mm-hmm. Um, it was gorier than, you know, you oh, were... Oh, yeah, it was gory. Yeah, you were kind of um, surprised about that. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the performance of uh, Pepe Chang. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the performance of uh, the drunken bandit. Mm-hmm. No, the drunken... The drunken beggar or beggar or something like that. Drunken the, cat. It, was that the name drunken cat? Mm-hmm. I did, I did like his performance a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I really liked about this movie that the the, the live action of Mulan doesn't have is I actually like the sinking in this one. It's funny because like I was actually disappointed mm-hmm. that they actually gave you the audio of them singing. Mm-hmm. No subtitles. I know. What the what, what the fuck? Amazon? Like I, I need to find a copy of this and like watch it again. Yeah. Especially the singing. They sang like three songs back to back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to know what the fuck they're singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what did you what did you think about this movie? I really Sorry. liked it. Um, I was kind of surprised mm-hmm. that they would have such a strong female character and not really fall into those pitfalls that movies, even all the way up until the early 2000s, did, mm-hmm. where like a female lead would like have a love interest. Have well. a love interest. Yeah. yeah. Um, like. I really like the fact that she was so strong and like she mm. I think it's kind of weird that they thought she was a man. She yeah. didn't look like a man she didn't ever. Look like a man at all. No, no, no. Um so they kept calling her sir and she was just like, yeah, I'm a man. Yeah. Um and then she was strong in like all of her scenes. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of like an adorable thing, but like the faces she would make. Mhm. Where she would almost look like she was smiling, but it wasn't a smile. Mm-hmm. Like she would like stretch out her lips when she was like focused on fighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was really cute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I like the storyline. Um, I think it's funny in the beginning when you don't really know that the drunken cat is like the master, like a master of like kung fu. Yeah. And he's, like, surrounded by these kids. I'm like, why are you, why do you have these kids? Like, I was suspicious about it. Uh. Why do you have these kids? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until the end you are like, oh, <laughs> now, I, now I get what he has he those kids. He was teaching them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that kind of goes into, like, how bad the dubbing is. Yeah. Um... And then, oh, but except there was that one scene where she got shot in the pocket of her shoulder with a poison mm. dart. Yeah. And of course, you have to have that scene where he's like, I can suck the poison out of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be like sensual, kind of, or something, but it was just kind of weird. Yeah. Like that whole scene with like her being like woozy, it was like, it was played out in a very comical, comical fashion because she couldn't like stand up straight. She's like woozy, making like these weird faces, and how the drunken cat was just like helping her and like trying to like 
like she was she wanted to, she was calling a master because she wanted to be she wanted him to teach him like the lessons so she can fight like these people and try to get her brother back mm-hmm. um but he was like being very playful and protective of her but not overly protective of her yeah you know he like dispatched like the villains that came after her but it was so like oh she like you know still like still giving her like all the fame for like killing these guys even though she was like out uh she was out unconscious well i think it was part of the story yeah to, like make him seem more innocent i don't think he was doing it to be noble yeah I think he was doing it to be like, yeah, she's who you're looking for, right? She's, mm-hmm. I found her. Like, I found all these men. She did it, not me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought, so one thing that was really cool is how this story, it's just following, it, it, it starts off with her trying to get her brother back, but then it switches over to where Drunken Cat and um, a person that he, like, trained as well, they're, like, fighting for this, this, uh, like this bamboo stick that has like knowledge in it or some shit like that mm-hmm. and i was just like yo we're like we just like swap stories but this is actually like pretty dope because it flows so evenly with it yeah there's two different stories mm-hmm. so that's what i was wondering too when i i did ask you do you think this would pass the bechdel test mm-hmm. and i know there's a moment where drunken cat takes care of her but mm-hmm. i felt it was so platonic oh absolutely that it wasn't like he was taking care of her and then they fell in love. It was like he took care of her because she needed taken care of mm-hmm. because she was like in over her head. Yeah. And like, and not that she wasn't a good fighter. She was like a great fighter, but they both had their own separate stories and they mm-hmm. merged at that one point and then they separated at the end. One one thing I have to ask though, because they didn't really, they didn't really get to this. What the fuck happened to uh, Jade Face Tiger? Remember, like, Golden Swallow was, like, coming after him. And then, like, uh, what's his name? Smiling Tiger, like, stopped her. And then that's when Smiling Tiger and Drunken Drunken Cat started fighting. Yeah. And then, like, Jade Face Tiger, like, took off. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) That's, like, my biggest hiccup. I was like, wait, what happened to that guy? I kind of got confused about them anyways because they had similar names. Oh, okay. So I was like, wait, which one's which? (laughs) Wasn't one of them the bartender? One of the henchmen? No, like Smiling Tiger was like in the bar. No, Smiling Tiger is is the guy that uh Golden um that uh Drunken Cat had the fight. Okay. Yeah. Then which one was Jade Face Tiger then was in the J- bar? Jade Face Tiger was the uh Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Jade yeah, Smiling Tiger was the one who was constantly smiling. Yeah, but he was in the bar. Yeah. Um, no, uh, Abed Lu Kong. Okay. That's the one who, that's why I'm wondering, like, when Abed Lu Kong came in and, like, stopped uh, stopped uh, Golden Swallow from killing Jaded, uh, Jade Face Tiger. Yeah. So that's why I'm just like, yeah, what happened to Abed? <laughs> I know what happened to Abed, but what happened to Jade Face Tiger? Like, yeah. he took off. Like, what the fuck, man? Exactly. Um, so you would think this movie would have ended when Golden Swallow got her brother back. Mm-hmm. And it continue. It keeps going. Yeah. And I love that confrontation between Drunken Cat and Abbott. I thought that was so fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really liked the. Oh, you kept commenting on the set. Yo. Okay. One thing that this film does that I really like is they have a lot of uh, on location shots. 
Like, there's a part where you see the village, and you see the fucking village. Like, you can tell they either just built it there, or they found one. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then, when we get to uh, Drunken Cat, where he's hiding, the set was beautiful. It didn't look cheap. And I thought it looked great. <coughs> I agree. <laughs> Why you cough it up? <coughs> I tried to breathe in water. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm trying you know, to see if I can be a fish. I thought mm-hmm. it was a great time. Yeah, but you don't have... Your, your gills hasn't come in... <coughs> Your gills haven't come in from Amazon yet. Just hold on. Just wait. I can't wait any longer. Thank you, can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that climactic. Okay, so that climactic battle was way better than Mulan. Yes. Way fucking better. All of the fighting was, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, I like how they. <sighs> I was watching her hair. Mm-hmm. Did, did you get to a moment where she had her hair and like these two loops on top of her head okay and her hair was nice and tidy uh-huh. and it slowly started coming down and i like how they tried to slowly make her like more disheveled as she was fighting yeah but there was one part which made me kind of laugh a little bit where she was like slowly her hair was getting worse and then all of a sudden it was all the way down and looked really bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah, that last fighting scene was great. Mm. Um, yeah, they played, and they do this, I, I'm just thinking about this now, but in that final fight scene, they had um, essentially like the blueprints of what would happen in like anime films, where the camera would do like this quick like pan right with like this blue background and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like a like a bolt or some shit like that. Yeah. And... That scene you're talking about where Golden Swallow uh, gets her hair disheveled, but, like, her hair and her her technique is getting more and more messy as the fight goes on. Like, showcasing, without using words, that she's, like, losing this fight, like, bit by bit by bit. Yeah, exactly. And that's, like, a classic trait in, like, anime films where people are getting their ass kicked and their, their clothes are just getting ripped and shit like that. And it's done, it was done pretty well. Yeah. Um, I think it was funny. We made a joke, like, all uh-huh. of a sudden, Drunken Cat was wearing, like, this wicker vest or whatever uh, yeah and and uh was it jade tiger uh no uh he's on my abbot right? abbot yeah abbot was like where where are you hiding the stick yeah with yeah. all the knowledge in it yeah and i'm like he made it into a vest <laughs> you know that would have been funny if that was the case we'd be like oh <laughs> shit we called it it would have taken away but it would have been it would have been great well yeah and then like he got it it cut so then you're like nah couldn't mm-hmm. have been it um so apparently there was rumors that they were gonna remake this movie with quentin tarantino directing it when uh oh this happened like 2007 um i thought i read somewhere i was looking for images for mm. this and like come drink with me like a 1970 tv show that only aired for like a season mm-hmm. showed up was it did it look like it was a kung fu show it or? looked like the movie really uh let me look it up real quick and so i was like really curious about that because obviously it probably didn't do well as a movie i mean as a tv show but what'd you say when it when was the show 1970 1970 yeah and it was called come drink with me um so. i've not seen it anywhere hmm it was weird, because I saw it. And then it disappeared. And it disappeared. Disappeared, 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 disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay, so all in all, uh, okay, oh yeah, oh, guess what? Hmm. This movie's included as one in one thousand movies you must see before you die. Really? And you've seen it. <laughs> yeah, th- like I said, this is considered one of the greatest. Like, I think I, I I either have seen that it's considered one of the greatest or the greatest kung fu film, um, ever made. Um, it is done in a very stylish way, and I do I. Th- you know, despite despite the horrible dubbing, mm-hmm. I did not think the I, I I thought the acting was still great, um, which is like I said, one of the reasons why I want to find the the original Chinese dub version. I thought the acting was great too. They were mm. really serious when they meant when when it needed to be, mm. and there wasn't like too much humor. There was some with you know with Drunken Cat, but there wasn't too much. Yeah. No. Okay. Listen. Okay, I'm listening. It's on Wikipedia. Okay. Come Drink With Me is a 1966 Hong Kong, they call it Wuxia film. Yeah, that's the one we're talking about. Uh, directed by King Hu. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. There's a Chinese TV series with the same Chinese title, See Drunken Hero. Hmm. Let me see. Drunken Hero, television series, two brothers separated birth. Um, oh, that's not it. It's a completely different story. That's what I said, though. Oh, okay. So, okay, because we saw the Hong Kong one. This is the Chinese title. Okay. Anyways, it was a TV show. Too. <laughs> Trust me. Okay, so I I should definitely correct myself. Not it's not. Um, I don't know where the original dub version because I'm assuming I'm just assuming it's a Chinese dub version. It's probably like Cantonese or or whatever the other language. Um, Mandarin. Mandarin, or probably. Oh yeah, it's Mandarin. It's right there. Yeah. So yeah, I want to find the original. I want to find the original Mandarin dub version. Because that dub, this American dub version is garbage. So it wasn't the Shaw Brothers that produced it. It was just one of them. Oh, okay. I guess, because it says it's produced by Run Run, Run Shaw. Shaw. Okay. I, which yeah. I didn't know their first names, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it's a Shaw Brothers studio production, but yeah, uh, Run Run Shaw produced it himself. Uh, King Who. I'm trying to see what other films. Dragon Inn, Touch Zen. I think King Ho was like a one of the dope ones. The Swordsman Pain Scale. Uh, apparently, if I haven't seen much of his Kung Fu films, I gotta rectify that shit. <laughs> um, okay, so what's your final say on this film? I, I know, I know the effects don't hold up because it's made in '66. The only thing is, like the blood didn't look super realistic, but it mm. wasn't that bad. Okay. Other than that, what effects? It was all like. <laughs> fighting yeah so there wasn't really yeah. other than like when they were like being dizzy or whatever mm. i know cadence uh my younger one was like i don't like how they're trying to make him look dizzy it looks like they're just pulling strings over the camera <laughs> okay <laughs> that's what she said remember, yeah, yeah, and, remember and you were like that's what they had at the time and you're like oh that was cool and she's like i didn't think it was cool yeah of course you would not think it's cool what the <laughs> hell does she know i know she's nine yeah <laughs> Arguing with a nine-year-old. What do you know about cinema? <laughs> I have a film degree. That's, a, that's an inside joke, folks. Yes, <laughs> I got that one. <laughs> um, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I had a. I've only seen clips of this movie, and I've heard of it. Um, I had a ball watching it. I would totally watch this movie again. I would actually really want to watch. Have my daughter watch this movie, even though she wasn't interested in the first time. I would. I would make her sit down and be like watch it mm-hmm. together 
2002 to now, I guess they actually have one called Drunken Hero. Oh, uh, okay. That's, um, I think, the same thing. That's the Chinese one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, it's Drunken Hero, but it's from 2002 to present. It's a TV series. Uh, yeah, there are a bunch of, like, samurai-style kung fu-like drama shows out in China. No, but it's the same thing. It says, like, a ruthless band of thugs kidnaps a young official to exchange for their leader who has been captured. Oh, okay. And Golden Swallow is sent to take on the thugs oh. and free the prisoner. Oh, 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 so there is? Okay, all right. Drunken hero. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Um, anyways, I really think this holds up. All right. I remember a while ago I had asked you, like, well, okay, what should we do next week? Because, like, sometimes it's hard for us to find out what we want to do because there might not be something coming out. And I was mm-hmm. like, I want to do Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. And then we did... Um, oh, Police Story. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's not really what I was looking for. I was mm-hmm. looking more for, like, an epic. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and this, is, this is more of an epic than Mulan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so this definitely, like... Mm-hmm. hits the spot for me yeah i definitely show you um because i haven't seen barely any of those but i know i would like them yeah i definitely i know i, I know i keep saying this but i got i definitely gotta show you um shaolin brothers mm-hmm. that oh shaolin prince oh that movie's so dope <laughs> Whew, that's such a great kung fu film holy shit that's the one that you saw with leia that's the one leia picked and was like we'll watch this and she doesn't know anything about kung fu she was like oh let's just watch it so just lucky oh and you know what she so brags about it to this day. Like, <laughs> like when we were... Oh, and she asked you, too. Did you show Kelsey yet? Yeah, yeah. Like, when we were driving back after seeing uh, Come Drink With Me, she's like, Daddy, remember I told you to watch this movie? And you really liked it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got one. You got one. Let's keep it going. <laughs> hey, well, who knows? Maybe we might, like... Well, well... Maybe we'll like do we'll just do like a special episode on like Shaolin Prince or some shit. Just like talk about it nonstop. That would be fun. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, all right. Anything else you want to add on? It's hot. It's hot. Nothing new. It's hot. I'm sweaty. Yes, you are. Very sweaty. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> you done? I was waiting for that. <laughs> all right, folks. So that's gonna be it for episode. For this week, we want to thank you all for joining us um, as we travel along our merry little way and take a shit on Mulan and enjoy the epic tale of Come Drink With Me. Uh, you can find this episode and all podcasts, all, all old episodes on all our podcast catchers, uh, Spotify, Podbean, all, everything. We're on everywhere. <laughs> We're everywhere. Everywhere. Um you can run, but you can't hide. I know. The real appeal will find you. <laughs> uh, okay, so next week we are reviewing uh, Netflix's uh, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, the latest Charlie Kaufman film. We've already seen it, and we have a lot to say about it because, wow, that was a fucking interesting story. It was good. It was the, <laughs> the kind of show, that kind of movie that I like. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of a little bit of a teaser. Kelsey Ari really liked it. <laughs> um, so with you, that, you said it was really interesting. It was so really, I mean, yeah, it was really interesting. It was. I, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and say it was really good. But I really, I really can't wait to dissect this this mm-hmm. movie with you mm-hmm. and with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like just mm-hmm. nodding up and down. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, that'll be our recent review. Um, and we're going to pair that up for a geriatric cinematic with uh, Harold and Maude. Uh, you want to say what the topic is? The topic is driving yourself mad. One relationship at a time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never seen Harold and Maude. I've seen the trailers and I'm like, all right, this is going to, I want to see what this is all about. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I know it's considered like a Criterion classic. So I want to see what's up with that. Exactly. Um, so yeah, we're going to, we're going to bid you guys adieu. Um, hope everybody's staying safe. You know, keep it indoors. If you have to, if you don't have to go out, wash your damn hands, uh, wear your fucking mask and remember to go vote. Try not to get burned by the thousands of wildfires out there. Oh my God. Fucking gender reveal parties are bullshit. <laughs> um, yes. Also go vote, go vote. Fuck Trump, go vote. Anyway, but this is not a political show, but go vote. Anyway, so I'm going to leave you guys off with a very interesting story. So as you guys have known, or as you folks know, I have a cat named Pocket. Um, a former roommate of mine found it, found this cat, and was like, here, boom, you got a cat. A little kitten, Pocket. Beautiful, beautiful little cat. Um, so, you know. I was sitting down trying to figure out what's this cat's name. What should I name it? And I thought, why don't I just ask the cat what's what's her name? <laughs> so I looked at her and I said, may I ask your name? She looked me dead in the eye. And she must have seen Come Drink With Me. Because she said, they call me Drunken Cat.